Well, hello and welcome once again to another episode of the Florida Fun Podcast. Uh, as usual, we are recording from somewhere in the state of Florida. And another chance to enjoy all those things that make Florida great and wonderful, all those hidden secrets, all those off-the-road treasures that are there to find. Uh, today is a very special day. We have an interview with a very good friend of mine, Mr. Jordan Pence. Uh, Jordan and I both live in Jacksonville, uh, which is in the northeast corner of the state of Florida, if you think of it as Maybe a, a, a backwards letter R. Jacksonville sits in the top right corner. If you come out of Florida and you go north from anywhere in Florida, you actually would pass through Jacksonville to get into the state of Georgia. Um, Jordan is a good friend of mine. He is a fantastic individual, uh, and he is a very, very good guy. Jordan's also a father, and we talk a little bit about that. We talk a little bit about what he loves about Florida and what he loves about being here in the state. Uh, Jordan is also a fan of being outdoors, just like I am. Um, and there's some more stuff to come in the future. Uh, we recently had a trip with my kids and my wife. We went to Cape Canaveral and we hung out there for a couple of days. We went to the Kennedy Space Center, which was just fantastic. A really, I wouldn't say hidden treasure, but definitely something a, a little bit off the beaten path, something that you definitely want to try. Um, we did not get a chance to see a launch while we were there, but that was very, very cool being around all that history. We went to a cool little place on the side of the road called Golf and Gator. And uh, if you guys are listening to us, um, you guys did a fantastic job. Golf and Gator's right there in Cocoa Beach, Cape Canaveral area. Uh, we also went through Daytona Beach and we saw the giant Bass Pro Shops right there. Now, I wouldn't say Bass Pro Shops is a uh, off the road hidden treasure. Uh, it is a corporate entity, um, but they're always fun to go in and walk around and see all the stuff. They have gigantic fish tanks if you've never been around them. Uh, there are lots of fun just to go in and see and, and, and check all that out as well. So bear with me. We're going to get the interview up here in just a second. And uh, stay tuned. If you're listening to us on Google Podcasts, be sure to give us a like. Be sure to uh, subscribe and follow us. Anything on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review and like and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. And if you're listening to us on Anchor, anchor.fm is the greatest way to host and upload your own podcast, just like I do, please be sure to leave me a message. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear how you feel about things like uh, the Kennedy Space Center, like traveling around the state of Florida, and being in Florida with your kids, and all those fun things to see and do. So without further ado, here we are, my good friend, Mr. Jordan Pence, and join me. We'll come back, and we'll talk about everything after the interview. So please enjoy. Well, like I said before, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Joining me on the program today is a very good friend of mine. Uh, he and I worked together in the Jacksonville area for a little while. Um, he's probably one of the best guys out there. Uh, welcome, my good friend, Mr. Jordan Pence. Jordan, how are you? Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, the podcast is about all those hidden places, those off the road things, the hard to find places in the state of Florida. Are, are you are, are you from Florida? Were you born and raised here? Were you, were you raised somewhere else? Yeah, absolutely. For the most part, I was uh, raised here in Florida. I was uh, born down there in uh, Port Charlotte and uh, spent a little time as a child up in Memphis, but uh, soon returned back to Florida by about the time I was three. And I've been here in Jacksonville since uh, about the time I was five. 
Oh, very good. Very good. What do you, what would you say since the podcast is about those, you've been to the theme parks, you've done the Disney and Universal and SeaWorld thing, correct? Oh, who hasn't? <laughs> and do, do you enjoy those more or do you enjoy the more hidden kind of off the road kind of areas on floor? Wh- which one would you prefer? Which one would you take your family to? You know, I've always been the type to enjoy the more um, hidden attractions, the things that are uh, not as popular, just because I like going somewhere where it's a bit quieter, where it's uh, got a let you know a few less crowds, and quite a bit cheaper too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cost is always effective. Now you you're married and you have a little one as well. Now I have kids as well, um, and I think we probably have very similar parenting ideas about what's fun. What what are some fun things that you've done? with the family, with the, with your, with your, with your child. I mean, some places that you've been, some places that are fun to take your whole family. Well, my kiddo, he is uh, three years old. So uh, mostly we've been into more of the in-town attractions. You know, we like to take him out hiking at the uh, Jacksonville Arboretum and gardens. He loves going out there, hiking on the trails, looking for the alligator in the lake. You know, there's ravines to hike through and creeks to cross. He just absolutely loves it. Uh, we also, you know, take him, of course, to uh, places like the Mosh, but uh, which for those listening, if uh, you're not familiar, is the Museum of Science and History uh, here in Jacksonville. And uh, as he grows older, I've got a lot of, uh, you know, camping and hiking and cultural activities in Florida that I'd love to take him to as well. Are you more of an outdoorsy kind of guy? Always have been. I uh, was in the Boy Scouts from the time that, you know, you could first start, you know, as a Tiger Cub all the way up through Eagle Scouts. And so spent a lot of time in the outdoors here in Florida and uh, going to a lot of cool places all over the state. That'll that'll absolutely do it. Being raised as a Boy Scout will certainly give you an appreciation for being outdoors. Do you have plans for raising your little one to be in the Scouts? Is that something that you're thinking of or is that just way too far down the road? Well, it just kind of depends on uh, how he responds to the outdoor treatment. Um, I would imagine he'd enjoy it because he's shown signs so far that he enjoys it. And so I'd like to take him in and uh, see how it clicks with him. And if he enjoys scouting, then I would be more than happy to continue in the program because uh, my father and I have such great memories for it. Um, And I think that it's a great way to create memories with my son. That's fantastic. As I, I grew up a Boy Scout as well. Um, I didn't make it all the way to, to Eagle. I went to Life, which was one rank before for those that aren't familiar with, with scouting and the ranks. Um, but uh, I, I, I was with my dad for many years and he was our scoutmaster and we really had some great times and camping all over the state and uh, weekends spent in the pouring rain and eating cold hot dogs by a fire and, and just all those all those things you do as you grow up. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of funny because when you first start scouting, you know, it's a lot of misery because, you know, you have to deal with the rain. You got to deal with the heat and you're not sure what to pack. And sometimes you overpack. But um, I was uh, out fishing with my dad actually yesterday. And uh, one of the things that came up is how uh, you kind of refine your craft as a Boy Scout as you go along and you get really good at it. And the level of misery drops as you learn what you're doing. And then <laughs> once you have uh, kind of leveled out there, you start taking the opposite approach where you start bringing less and less stuff to see what little uh, things you can get by without. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I think first couple of camping trips, I think I brought everything but the kitchen sink. And I think by the time I had gone to Life Scout, I think I maybe brought a, 
a toothbrush, a buck knife, and something to start a fire with, and a backpack, and that was probably it. So I, <laughs> I, I, I was there with you, man. I was there with you. Yeah, definitely. What do you think are you've you've spent a long time you spent your life in Florida? What do you think are some of your more favorite off the road hidden places that you've gone that, that maybe the listeners would like to try? Well, the very first thing that comes to mind when you ask me that question is one of the very first places that I went camping here in Florida, and uh, that is the Juniper uh, Springs Recreation Area down in the Ocala State Forest off of Highway 40. And of course, you know, it's got campgrounds, which are very beautiful. They've got a uh, oak canopy, and um, so it's nice and shady in there. And I got a funny story I'll share with you later. Okay. But... um, you know, they've got a, an area that's a swimming hole where there's a uh, building, you know, it's got bathrooms and it's got a convenience store. But then there's a big sinkhole there that you can go swim. It's got a ledge that you can dive off and it's uh, overlooked by a uh, by a mill house. They've got a bit of a uh, museum going on in there and there's a trail going around the park itself. Uh, lots of beautiful springs that have a sandy bottom. You can see them bubbling away in there. But the uh, the crown jewel though of Juniper Springs is the canoe run, and it is uh, one of the most incredible canoe runs that I've ever been on, and I've uh, probably done it ten or twelve times, and I try and go back there every few years just to remind myself how much fun it is. Now, why why is that? What makes it so unique and so special? So when you start off, you know you're right there at the uh, campground, you get your canoe and have a little cart to take it down there to the launch and. When you first start off, it's uh, it's very small, very narrow, it's shallow. Uh, you're out there in the middle of the woods, and you get to see a lot of wildlife. You know, you get to see uh, fish in the water, and the water is crystal clear, by the way. And uh, you can see uh, some snakes back there. You can see turtles. Uh, you can also see, like I remember seeing gar down there in the water. And uh, the further you progress through this run... The uh, little creek that you start on, it gradually widens out and the tree cover starts to open up a little bit. And uh, then you start to get to more marshy areas. You might see things like uh, alligators out there and you'll see some cranes. Um, And it's just it's an incredible experience. Takes about three or four hours and you cover about seven or eight miles, if I'm not mistaken. And then by the time that uh, you finish on up, the, the river has uh, opened wide up. There are, you know, places to swim. You'll find the occasional rope hanging next to the uh, creek that you can swing off of into the water. And uh, by the time you finish on up, you get to a, uh, you know, place where you can load up the vans with the canoes, and then they take you on back up there to the camp. So it's a one way. You get in one way, and you get out somewhere else. You don't come back. Correct. So you uh, start out there in the park. You do the trip and then you end up uh, at kind of like a little boat ramp area. They've got vans that come out there with uh, canoe racks and you get it all loaded on up, hop in the van and they take you right back to where you started. Very nice. Very nice. So that's kind of like Itchitucknee Springs. We were going to take Amelia for her birthday to Itchitucknee Springs. But now because of all the coronavirus, COVID-19 going on, um, everybody in the world knows what that is. And it's affected probably everybody. You, You know, someone who either had it or worked with someone who had it or someone who was affected by it. Um, but uh, there have a, a very limited amount of people who are allowed into the spring. So we went to um, Gilchrist Springs, Gilchrist uh, Blue Gilchrist Blue Springs, which is in High Springs, Florida, a little northwest of Gainesville. 
And uh, a very similar experience, except it was a spring. It wasn't kind of a moving river almost, but the water mm-hmm. was crystal clear and it was cold, like standing in an icebox cold. Uh, but it, it felt really good on a hot day. So uh, it was, was the kind of cold water like that? Because I imagine most of the springs are. Oh, definitely. 72 degrees. And one thing that I love about the spring water is that when you first get in, it is freezing. It shocks your system, but you slowly acclimate to it. And after you've been in there for about five, 10 minutes, it just feels incredible. And uh, you just don't want to get out. I can imagine on a very hot day, it probably feels great. Where else have you, where else would you say are those, those hidden off the road, uh, any restaurants, any places else that you've visited? I know you spend a lot of time outdoors, but anywhere else, maybe like somewhere like I'm a big food guy myself. Um, (laughs) Anywhere else that you would have maybe eaten something, or maybe you could suggest somewhere that people could go, maybe not in a theme park, not in like downtown Orlando somewhere. Well, unfortunately, when it comes to uh, food in Florida, I may be the wrong person to ask. And the reason why is that of all things in the world to be allergic to, I am allergic to shellfish. So I cannot uh, partake in some of the uh, delicacies (laughs) that Florida has to offer. But I'll tell you what, my wife, uh, she came down here from Illinois and she cannot get enough of it. Now, is there somewhere that she goes, somewhere that she goes to find? I'm the same way. I don't eat seafood myself. Um, I don't have an allergy. I just don't appreciate it. Those who are listening, if you're seafood eaters, please eat a little bit more for me because I'm not going to be taking any off of your plate. Um, but uh, is there anywhere that, that she would suggest, maybe an off-the-road kind of somewhere that she could go? Well, uh, the first place that came to mind is actually somewhere that I went just a couple days ago. We had some uh, family visiting from out of town, and we went on over there to uh, Barber Jean's. Well, as you can see, the difficulties happened to everyone. I'm not sure what that was, but I certainly do apologize. We'll be back with a little more with our interview with Jordan Pence right after this. Hey guys, it's Josh from the Florida Fun Podcast, and I want to let you in on the worst kept secret in podcasting. It's Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is the easiest way to make your own podcast, and it's totally free, so it won't cost you a dime. There's creation tools right there that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How easy is that, right? The nice folks at Anchor will even distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you access your favorite podcast. And the best part is you make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So absolutely no pressure on your part. You can relax and let Anchor do all the work and you reap all the benefits. Anchor.fm is everything you need to make a podcast all in one convenient place. So why wait? Download the free Anchor.fm app or sign up at Anchor.fm. You'll see how easy it is for yourself. Don't wait. Do it right now. That's Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. We'll see you out there. And we're back with Jordan. And Jordan, you were telling me a little bit about uh, your wife going out to eat in a place that you love to be. What, what, uh, what, what about that restaurant? Go ahead and continue your story, if you would, please. Sure. I'm not sure where we left off here, but uh, what um, one place that we took some uh, 
family that was in here from out of town was from Barbara Jeans. It is uh, in Palm Valley, and it's a you know very southern restaurant. They got a lot of uh, really you know really southern dishes, and they're famous for their crab cakes. And uh, myself, I had some meatloaf, but I also got with it some ambrosia, which is always an adventure to go out and eat because uh, it's always, you know, about the same, but everybody has their little spin on it. And of course, some grits. I'm a sucker for some good grits. (laughs) Now, so if people don't know, and probably a lot of the audience doesn't know, what is ambrosia exactly? So ambrosia is usually a combination of uh, coconut, some sort of citrus, you know, be it like orange or grapefruit or some lemon. Uh, you know, usually you find some pineapple in there, might find some marshmallows, but it's, uh, very sweet, very tangy and it's, uh, it's really enjoyable. And like I said, everybody has their own little spin on it. Would you say that's a very Southern dish? (laughs) Extremely. And another uh, Southern dish I'd like to mention that, you know, you'll see all over the place is boiled peanuts. And, uh, now for boiled peanuts, you know, you'll see them in gas stations sometimes, but. Those aren't always uh, what you're looking for. If you see a man on the side of the road with a van and some pots, that's where you want to get your boiled peanuts from. That's the guy right there, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. He's got a van and maybe the door doesn't match. It's a different color and you can smell him from about eight miles down the road, kind of wafting in through the air conditioner when you drive by. That's the guy you pull over. That's the guy you get the boiled peanuts from. <laughs> yes, definitely. And You know, speaking of, uh, you know, Florida cuisine, another little off the road kind of place that you may want to check out is uh, the Stephen Foster uh, Cultural or Folk Cultural Center. And uh, they have and I was actually looking at their website before I spoke with you here today. And unfortunately, their events here for 2020 are canceled, but I'm sure they'll roll on in the future. But they have a lot of, um, you know, displays of Florida folk culture, be it from Uh, music but they also do food as well and uh, it's an incredible place to go and check out when they're having their uh, events you know they'll have a lot of music events being over there by the Sewanee and uh, you know they I remember going there one time and getting some peanut brittle that was just incredible but they've got all kind of folks there who are you know vendors with southern cooking they've got some folks who are there in period dress you know uh, you know for example like a, a blacksmith and it's another place to go to check out, you know, Florida original foods as well as, you know, music and literature as well. Now, I was there on a field trip when I was probably in maybe sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, somewhere around there. And so it's been a long, long time, but I do remember going there and I remember it being just huge rolling fields and lots of nature and the big, beautiful cultural house was there. And I remember everything just was so beautiful and there was flowers everywhere and it was really an amazing place. So I'm, I'm sure you probably had a very similar experience. Yeah, most recently I was there probably three or four years ago. There was a big, um, you know, big dog event, you know, a lot of adoptions going on. There were some dog sports going on, you know, fly ball and agility. But, you know, they had a lot of vendors out there and it's just a beautifully maintained park. You know, they've got the large tower that's there in the middle and, you know, lots of museum space to check out definitely worth checking out for their events now for those that don't know where in the state of florida is that located is that west northeast central south where, where would that be close to it is also in the um, same area um you know that you had mentioned earlier kind of over by gainesville it's off of highway 41 uh let me on the map okay 
So, yes, it's over there in White Springs off of Highway 41. It's uh, over there near the uh, Suwannee River. And uh, from Jacksonville, it's not too far. It's probably uh, about an hour and a half or two. That's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably why we went on a field trip. We didn't. I don't remember being on the bus for that long and pulling in and just a huge, if, if you can picture in your mind, a big southern mansion plantation with just rolling fields of grass and a thousand trees and every kind of, you know, purple and yellow and blue and orange and red flowers you can imagine from, from every angle that you look. And it was just, it was very natural and, and very, very much got you in touch with Florida history. Um, are you a history man yourself? Always. Do you, are you familiar with the, the history of the state of Florida or just here in general? What, what, what drew you to history? Well, you know, I've always just been drawn to history just because of the story that involves and, you know, I've, uh, I wouldn't call myself quite a Florida history buff, but I remember taking my Florida history classes, I believe it was in fourth grade, and then, you know, traveling around the states with the scouts and going on field trips with school and, you know, seeing different cultural and heritage sites and learning about the history of Florida, um, you know, kind of comes to mind, uh, you know, back in the day learning about, you know, Henry Plant and Henry Flagler and their uh, race, you know, to build a railroad all the way down through Florida and, uh, yeah, I always uh, found that really interesting. Yeah, it's it's fascinating, the, the history. And that's why I was going to go with this, is there's so many historical places in Florida that you can visit the state parks and all these historical sites and historical buildings. Um, we live, uh, I live in Jacksonville as well, so we're a hop, skip, and a jump away from the city of St. Augustine. And there are historical buildings in Florida, in, in Jacksonville, in, in Northeast Florida, don't get me wrong, but uh, the city of St. Augustine, like everything there is a historical building, the Castillo de San Marcos and Fort Matanzas and a lot of the downtown and a lot of these historic buildings. And it's just, it really fascinates me to think about the history of some of these buildings, what they've seen and what the hurricanes they've seen and the wars and all the people that have lived in them and on them and around them and, and all the things that have happened, the events and the different people who've come to uh, establish their countries, the Spanish and the French and the, you know, the, the conquistadors and the, 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 the Huguenots who came through Florida and, and how much of a history that you've just seen being in that one building. And it's, it's funny. We went to the, um, St. Augustine Lighthouse, and that's been there for a very, very, very long time. And you could almost feel the history in there, you know, of, of what it's seen and what's been there and climbing up the lighthouse and then seeing the view from out there and, and having one of their historians teach me that, you know, this wasn't here before, but this was over here and this is where the ships came in and this is where the hurricane hit and damaged. And it's just, it's amazing to think of living in such a you know, we get kind of a bad reputation living here in the state of Florida, you know, for Florida man and all the craziness that happens in the state of Florida. But there's so much history here and it's so fascinating just to go out and just experience some of that. Have, have you had experiences like that? Absolutely. In fact, uh, yesterday I was down in St. Augustine going fishing and uh, I'd just like to leave a quick shout out to Captain Kevin Favor. He does a uh, radio show on 1010XL, the outdoor show. And uh, he took us out fishing down there in St. Augustine. We um, made a quick trip up the river, you know, past um, Castillo de San Marcos and uh, the lighthouse down there because we were going around looking for some bait fish. And uh, and I had a lot of the same thoughts, you know, because uh, it's it's a different perspective to see the fort there from the water and to 
uh, you know, see the lighthouse and everything and, and to wonder, you know, what it was like for the folks who were, you know, first you know, landing in this area and who they encountered and, you know, what their day-to-day life was like. And another thing that I thought was really interesting is as we, uh, you know, went on offshore and cruised up the coast, we uh, were passing by Guana River State Park, which is, you know, in between the uh, intercoastal waterway and the uh, beach. And uh, it doesn't have the houses. It doesn't have the condo buildings. It doesn't have um, all the bulkheads and everything. It's just, you know, unspoiled landscape. And it kind of gives you a peek back in time at, you know, what things were like before uh, everything got all uh, suburbanized out there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Did, did you see a lot of natural wildlife and a lot of what Florida used to be? And then did you see a lot of what Florida is now with the growth and the development and the buildings and the, the urban sprawl? Yeah, definitely. So when you're um, cruising along in the bay there, you know, you're looking for uh, bait fish and the telltale sign is you'll see them kind of flipping around there near the surface and you'll see uh, seagulls diving in and you'll see fish rolling through it. Uh, you'll see mullet jumping on along. And so we got to see a lot of the wildlife you get to see on the southern side of the St. Augustine Inlet. You know, it's not all developed there. And then when, um, you know, as soon as you leave the inlet and you start heading north, you start seeing the houses and hotels there on the beach. And it uh, looks like we got us another guest visitor here. Yeah, 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 I can hear. That's your little one, right? Yeah. This is Benson. He's three years old. And unfortunately, he didn't have the chance to go fishing with us yesterday. He's not quite big enough, but I look forward to the chance to take him on out there. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you have your hands full. Um, one final question. If, if you could recommend one thing about the state of Florida to someone visiting from somewhere else, someone coming in from another state, what's that one thing you would recommend? Some, something to eat, something to do, somewhere to visit? What's the one thing you would recommend? Well, one thing that I would recommend to just about anybody, and regardless of where you're at in the state, is uh, just get outside. You know, there's a lot of places to go hiking, be it on the Florida Trail in one of the many state parks, uh, you know, to get out in the water and go fishing, to uh, go canoeing down one of the rivers, be it the, you know, Blue Springs, White Springs, the Santa Fe River on uh, Juniper Springs. You know, they're all great places to go and just get familiar with the wildlife. There's a lot of places uh, that are just extremely well suited for it and uh you'll thank yourself for doing that awesome jordan it's been a pleasure thank you so much for joining me benjamin thank you so much for helping dad out and uh we certainly appreciate it and thank you for being on the show and we hope you have a a fantastic rest of your day hey of course and i wish you a great day too thanks buddy we'll see you real soon all right bye-bye Well, guys, that is it for this week's episode of the Florida Fun Podcast. Once again, I want to thank the fabulous Mr. Jordan Pence and his son Benson for joining us. It was a pleasure to speak to you both. Guys, remember, if you have any questions or you want to get a hold of me, there's lots of ways you can always get a hold of me on Twitter at FloridaFun6. I'm on Instagram at FloridaFunPodcast. 
You can always send me a message right here on Anchor.fm anytime at The Real Florida Fun on Anchor.fm. Remember, if you're listening to us on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast or wherever you hear us, Stitcher, SoundCloud, remember to like and subscribe. Send me messages. Send me feedback. And if you are listening on Anchor.fm, please make sure to send me a message. Send me a review. Give me those five-star reviews, guys. Please let us know how you feel. And until then, folks, remember there's lots of things to see and do out there in the state of Florida. Lots of ways to enjoy it. State parks, theme parks, beaches, roadside attractions, and we hope you enjoy every single one. So thank you again for joining us on the Florida Fun Podcast. Please enjoy the rest of your day, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.